Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Saturday, September 2nd, 2023. We are officially two-thirds of the way through the year. Plus, what's going on? How are you? My name is Quinn, and welcome to this year's Fantasy Football 2023 Preview. If you're not a fantasy football fan and you're reaching for that you know, pause button on your, your podcast app. First and foremost, thank you for listening and making us the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the great nation of Pakistan. Or if you're listening from, you know, Chicago land or the Northeast or the Southeast or the East generally, or anywhere else, Karachi, Hyderabad, Khyber Pass. Thank you for listening. But I promise you this show is going to have laughs. It's going to have heart and it's going to be about bringing people together, okay? There's even some uh, some wordplay, some palindromes, some trivia. And uh, out of uh, kindness to everyone here, we're going to keep it high and tight. Emphasis on the tight. I'm not high, okay? No, uh, no edibles have been consumed during the making of this program. It's about 1 o'clock p.m. on a Saturday. Rachel's out to lunch with friends and stuff. I went for a run this morning. We made breakfast, played some Beethoven. So now I've got a little bit of time here to just kind of do my stuff, guy stuff. You know, I'm in my man cave here in the living room. And I've got the last of my Pipeworks beers here. I uh, I was uh, freezing it up a little bit, chilling it down. You freeze up, but you chill down. Uh, along with my University of Delaware engineering uh, class of what 17 18 there you go and I, I poured it in uh, so I, I had been frosting it up uh, for, I guess freeze up frost over cool down that sort of thing for about you know 15 20 minutes so nothing too intense but I, I was pouring it in just five minutes ago and I was not even thinking at all I just completely not paying attention I just poured straight down so yeah, we were like 80% foam, 20% beer to start, and it's finally leveling off uh, to now we're closer to about 80 beer, 20% foam. We're going to let it keep doing its thing there. Uh, but just a pretty embarrassing moment here. They'd, they'd kick me out of the brewery if I did that. Uh, this this great uh, Stein-ish sort of vessel, if you will, uh, Stein, S-T-E-I-N, and Vessel, V-E-S-S-E-L, uh, it's courtesy of my late uncle Tunde, and he had just had a million of these floating around his office. And I took one home one day when I lived out on the East Coast and visited him. And uh, so on one side it says, you know, University of Delaware Engineering Class of 2018. And then on the other side it says, so at the top it says, drink this much to forget dot, dot, dot. Uh, garage band crapped out there. Lost a little bit of it. Uh, but then from, from top to bottom, there's sort of different levels. So I guess top would be the things that are easy to forget and at the bottom would be hard to forget. Although I will say this, uh, as a non-engineer and someone who, who just barely somehow coasted through a year of AP physics, I'll, I'll say this. I think if I took AP physics at like a real high school that was not, you know, like grade inflated big time and taught by Bible teachers, um, I think I probably did the equivalent of like B minus work in AP physics and got an A. I mean, I got a three in the AP test, which I think equates to get, getting like a B minus in, in class, right? Like that's the level of knowledge I, I obtained and had. But from top to bottom, we go, what's a material balance again? 
I couldn't even tell you. I haven't had a single sip of this yet, and I have no idea. Next is your uh, it's 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 Chegg one twelve grade C H E G one twelve um, chem chemical engineering. I guess is probably what that is. I'm not sure. Uh, next is Bernoulli's equation, which I don't actually know what it is, but I, there's a great reference to Bernoulli's equation in Spider-Man Two when uh, Tobey Maguire and Alfred Molina are conversing before he becomes Doc Ock. Uh, heat convection is the penultimate one, uh, and then fugacity. Let's you know, let's let's before we get into some of this fantasy football stuff, where it's going to be a lot of just kidding around today and, and joking, and not a lot of things that are serious. Let's all take a moment to actually learn something here on the Beantown Podcast, and let's learn what fugacity is first. F u g a c i t y. So it looks like fuga city or fuga city, uh, but fugacity, I assume, is how we're pronouncing it. It is, in literary terms, the quality of being fleeting or evanescent. However, this is not Delaware uh, literature class of 2018. This is Delaware engineering class of 2018. So our chemistry definition of fugacity, a thermodynamic property of a real gas, which if substituted for the pressure or partial pressure in the equations for an ideal gas gives equations applicable to the real gas. Now, if you're like me, that meant nothing. I I felt like I was following along for the first fifty percent, and then it just fell off. Um, I, I'll say this: I, I've I'm on ScienceDirect.com now, and trying to just find like uh, explain like I'm five. Actually, let's go back to Google. Let's let's Google fugacity, Eli five, which in Reddit terms is explain explain to me like I'm five. Um, Let's see. Here we go. Uh, fugacity is a quantity that has to do with how a real gas is different from an ideal gas. So I guess it would be helpful to know the difference between a real gas and an ideal gas. But in my mind, I guess what we're talking about is like a real gas is something that exists. And it's like a thing in, in nature versus an ideal gas is something in like one of your mythical equations, I guess. I have no idea. Recall that in describing an ideal gas, actually, let's let's... Google search very quickly what an ideal gas is. Ideal gas law is the first thing that comes up on Wikipedia. Also, the general gas equation is the equation of state of a hypothetical ideal gas. Yes, so ideal gas is something in our minds. It's not real yet. It's a good approximation of the behavior of many gases under many conditions, although it has several limitations. Okay, first stated in 1834 is a combination of the empirical Boyle's Law, Charles' Law, Avogadro's law, I know Avogadro's number in chemistry, and Gay-Lussac's law, the ideal, uh, Gay-Lussac's, wow. Uh, the ideal gas law is often written in empirical form. Speaking of Gay-Lussac's, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to this program. Number one will occasionally some language. Number two is podcast, objectively terrible. PV equals NRT. Oh, I actually remember learning about that, I think, in... In chemistry, maybe? I'm not sure. But PV equals NRT, where P, V, and T are the pressure, volume, and temperature, respectively. N is the amount of substance. I don't know what the uh, SI unit on amount of substance would be. And R is the ideal gas constant. Um, It can also be derived from, uh, okay, yada, 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 whatever. Okay, so PV equals NRT. There we go. When we're talking about ideal gas laws, long story short, ideal gas is just like trying to approximate how a theoretical or hypothetical gas will uh, act or perform 
under a certain set of conditions. Okay, so fugacity is a quantity that has to do, boy, we're really going down here. That has to do with how, this is not our fantasy football special anymore. This is our fugacity special. Uh, recall that in describing an ideal gas, we have to make some assumptions. The molecules of the gas travel for long distances before having elastic collisions, obviously. And they experience no forces between molecules. For many gases, this description is very nearly accurate and can be used to get good results. But for a lot of applications, you have to consider the consequences of not making these assumptions. Thus, we get to fugacity which is essentially a measurement of pressure, although it's not directly a measurement of pressure. That's helpful. For example, let's say you have a sample gas that has a true mechanical pressure, the pressure you could measure with a gauge of 100 kilo PA. I forget what PA is in chemistry. And a fugacity of 95. If you want to measure the forces that this gas exerts on its container, you would use its mechanical pressure. However, if you want to look at the rate at which a chemical reaction occurs, which often depends on pressure, then you could either try to use the true pressure and account for all the terrible, terrible math that using a real gas entails, or you could just use the fugacity and pretend that the gas is ideal. The more ideal a gas behaves, the closer the ratio of fugacity to pressure will be to 1. Okay, so that's where we landed on fugacity. Again, a thermodynamic property of a real gas, which if substituted for the pressure or partial pressure in the equations for an ideal gas gives equations applicable to the real gas. So when we're talking PV equals NRT, if you substitute fugacity for the P, um, that's basically uh, what we're trying to do here. So there you go. We're 10 minutes in, and we finally got past fugacity. Um, we're talking fantasy football today. I have uh, five kind of points that I want to get through. So we're going to go through um, first our palindrome of the day. Then we're going to talk some fantasy football. Say hello to our sponsors, and we'll we'll close it out there. Today's pa oh, we also have trivia. Today's palindrome of the day is noon. N O O N. And I'll tell you this: I was uh, I was disappointed in that palindrome of the day. I wanted something football or sports related, uh, but I couldn't. You know, I was I was doing all sorts of Google searching, brain racking, R W R A C K I N G, and I just couldn't come up with anything. So hey, if you have a good sports themed palindrome, go ahead and send it to us. Beantown Podcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's Beantown B E A N T L Podcast at yahoo.com. And uh, you can uh, we'll we'll read it live on the air. Simple as that. You can also like and follow us on uh, X. I guess we call it now Twitter. At White Buns is me personally. At Beantowncast is the show. We love to hear from our listeners. I'm on Instagram at Q dot Queen D. Uh, we'll get to trivia in a little bit a little bit here. Let's get started with our fantasy football preview. All right. So coming in at number one on. The 2023 fantasy football keys to the game success, if you will. I'm calling it the Kiki Kuti Ki Couture. Once again, that's the Kiki Kuti Ki Couture. Okay, so we all know Kiki Kuti, right? This guy is a legend. You might have had him on, uh, you know, the, the Houston Texans. He might have won your league a couple of times. He's bounced around a little bit since then. But here's the thing. The man is only 26 years old. He's currently a free agent. He was in camp this year with the Miami Dolphins. Didn't make the team. Got released last week. But here's, 
you're, guys, let's be real here. We're talking about Kiki QT and his Kiki Couture. Your league in the NFL generally is probably going to sway depending on where Kiki Kuti de- decides to sign. So when we're talking about some of these stacked wide receiver rooms, okay, Cincinnati, you got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Uh, over there in uh, Seattle, you got uh, D.K. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Minnesota, Jordan Addison, Justin Jefferson, K.J. Osborne, T.J. Hawkinson. But here's the, uh, of course, Miami Dolphins, uh, right? Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. But here's the thing. Let's take what some would consider to be a subpar or average wide receiver room, okay? I'm thinking, you know, someone like the New England Patriots, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jacoby Myers, or an Arizona Cardinals, okay, Marquise Hollywood-Brown or Greg Dortch, and, uh, you know, Anquan Bolden and stuff. Or even someone like... The Houston Texans, Nico Collins, and probably someone else. Imagine if you throw Kiki Kuti into the mix. Now you're telling me, would you rather have Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill or Nico Collins and Kiki Kuti? That's a pretty clear choice to make. Look, ever since this guy got drafted out of Texas Tech, what was he, first overall pick or something like that? Uh, 103rd overall pick. I, I missed a couple digits. Ever since then, this guy has been on an absolute tear. Let's see some of these career stats. If you're you're sitting there thinking, hmm, Kiki Kuti, I don't really remember that guy. Or maybe you're thinking, hmm, Kiki Kuti, this guy absolutely sucks. Here's he, Let's pull back the curtain, okay, like we're in... The Wizard of Oz. And I'll share with you some information about our good friend Kiki Kuti and what makes his Kiki tour so valuable. 2018 rookie year starts two games, more than a lot of rookies. 41 targets, 287 yards, one touchdown, and he had three rushing attempts for zero yards. Uh, 2019, it gets better. He starts four games. 254 yards, actually fewer than his rookie season, but that you know sometimes the shine just wears off. No touchdowns, but he did have a rushing touchdown. Okay, so when you're talking about dual threat players, oftentimes we're talking about Christian McCaffrey, we're talking about uh, Taysom Hill. Put Kuki Kuki's name up there in the on the marquee, okay? Dual threat. This guy does have a rushing touchdown. You know who doesn't have a rushing touchdown in his career? Probably Brian Urlacher. Okay, so when you talk want to talk about like echelons, E C H E L O N S put some respect on Kiki's name, okay? Uh 2020 COVID year, right? Everyone affected deeply. What does Kiki do? He has a career season. He starts four games again. He has 400 yards receiving, okay? That's 100 yards per game he started. Not necessarily in total games. It's more like 50, but still not bad. He has three touchdowns, a new career high for Kiki Kuti. 2021, he goes to Indianapolis, 
Doesn't start a game, but he does catch a pass for five yards. 2022, still in Indianapolis. A little bit of a bounce-back season. He plays in eight games. Catches one pass again. Uh, this time for 20 yards. So he multiplies. So just so we're clear here, 2021, uh, and there were zero touchdowns or rushing attempts in either of those years. So the rushing is maybe, you know, probably going to be a comeback story. Comeback player of the year, potentially. You want those guys on your team. So in 2021 with the Indianapolis Colts, with, you know, just trash at quarterback, probably like Phillip Rivers or Carson Wentz or something, garbage, five Five yards. 2022 with Matt Ryan, just an absolute statue. Just a shell of himself, right? This is not MVP Matt Ryan. This guy's playing with garbage. 20 yards. So time. we're on like a times four multiplier track. Imagine not only multiply again by four for this year for 80 yards, but imagine if he signs with like a Kansas City Chiefs. You add in the Mahomes factor, right? The Mahomes uh, uh, variable. So when we're talking about, you know, PV equals NRT and fugacity, Mahomes is like an exponential multiplier, probably cubed or more than that, whatever to the fourth power, whatever a good word for that would be. So I'm thinking instead of 80 yards, maybe it's 280 280 yards. And now imagine the upside for 2024. This doesn't even have to be the 2023 draft special. This could be the 2024 preview as well in case, you know, I retire before next season, which is not happening. No matter how many people are trying to force me out. Okay? 280 this year. I'm thinking Kiki goes for 2080. 2024. I just... Don't want to have to sit here this time in two years and say, I told you so, okay? That's the worst feeling as a podcast host, to have to tell your listeners, wish you would have listened to the Beantown podcast, hmm? All right, point number two. And when we talk about the Beantown podcast, and probably the first thing you think of is probably not playing by the rules, right? Revolutionizing the game. Once the Beantown podcast gets its hands on something, we are not leaving it the same way it was before, right, guys? So the idea of handcuffs in fantasy football, okay? Not at the not at the precinct, not in the bedroom, but in fantasy football, handcuffs refers to owning the uh, player who is behind sort of the star on the depth chart or the starter, right? So in fantasy football, you have great players, but you also have great situations. For example, the 49ers running back room is probably going to produce whether you have Christian McCaffrey in there, Jeff Wilson, Rahi Mostert, Frank Gore, doesn't really matter. The 49ers running back room is going to produce. The Minnesota Vikings wide receiver room is going to produce, okay? Handcuffs typically more uh, a, a running back thing rather than a wide receiver thing. But even like a tight end handcuff, it's possible, right? Think about Travis Kelsey and the routes he runs. If Travis Kelsey goes down for a season, I would feel fairly comfortable signing up for whoever the Kansas City Chiefs backup tight end is and throwing him into the mix. I I have no idea who it is. Tony Gonzalez, something like that. 
But one position we haven't talked about, and some this is how we're going to revolutionize fantasy football in 2023 and well beyond, probably for like 100 years, I would think, the quarterback handcuff, okay? Everyone's got to have a quarterback. You got, you got your favorites. Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, right? The list goes on and on and on. Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, whatever you want to do. But we do not talk about handcuffing your quarterback position. Every single year without fail, at least one quarterback gets injured in the National Football League, right? This thing is a tale as old as time, Beauty and the Beast style. But we never talk about protecting your investments, much like uh, how Home Pride Oregon could do that for you. In fact, let's shout out our friends at Home Pride Oregon. When you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, you better go with someone who's been in the industry a while, someone who's got his roots planted in Central Oregon, Call Steve at 541-410-0316 or go to homeprideworking.com for a free initial consultation. Now, I don't know if that's actually on the website, but I can't imagine you pick up the phone. Steve's going to start billing you by the minute, right? So I'll go out on a limb and say free initial consultation. Um, But uh, protect your investments. Go with Home Pride Oregon. Go with the experts. Uh, Home Pride Oregon inspection, perfection. Of course, our, uh, uh, yeah. our good friends at Cuts by Q, and you need your fresh juice and the snap of your new, call the experts at Cuts by Q. And our wonderful friends, the Samsung Q2U series, a great product line for crisp, clear audio quality from dusk till dawn. Genesis, Exodus, Genesis. Uh, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. I've been in a couple churches this week. I'm feeling very pious, P-I-O-U-S. Been in the 17th Scientist Church, whatever they call it, the Church of Christ Scientist. It's the 17th one in the U.S. Uh, there in downtown Chicago at uh, Wacker and uh, Lake, more or less. And uh, Wacker and uh, Wabash, that's what I'm trying to say. Wacker and Lake doesn't make any sense, does it? Um, and then the 4th Presbyterian Church. Everything's got to have numbers, right? Which is at like Chestnut in Michigan uh, across from... Uh, Hancock Center, Hancock Tower, as uh, Strudyville kind of transitions into Gold Coast area, Gold Coast area, Gold Coast area. Really starting to stumble here. We're only down to if you're curious how the progress in the beer is going. We have passed, so we have officially forgotten what's a material balance again, which I didn't know to begin with, and my Chegg 112 grade, which I never had to take. We're now right at Bernoulli's equation, and I'll say this: I'm definitely forgetting it. I didn't know it in the first place, but I'm definitely forgetting it now. We're about to pass Bernoulli's Bernoulli's vacation. Bernoulli's equation, and I'll let you know when we get closer to fugacity. There should be a line for forget how to uh, talk on the Beantown podcast. That would be good. All right, getting back, we got three more points, and we'll hit our trivia, and then uh, we're good to go here. Uh, but QB handcuffs, I guess we didn't really finish it off because <clears throat> we got into our ad reads here. But when we're talking about those injury-prone guys, right, the guys that are definitely going to miss you a game, I'm thinking Lamar Jackson. Okay, so if you draft Lamar Jackson and you don't draft Tyler Huntley behind him, you're an idiot. 
or Justin Fields. His backup is this uh, <clears throat> core. What is he? He's like a Division three quarterback, now a rookie who didn't attempt a single pass in college. Was that the stat I saw or something like that? Nathan Baggett. It's Baggett. His name is something like that. Basically, if you're going to draft Justin Fields, you got to have the baguette, okay? You don't just want your brie, your cheese. you got to have the bread, too. Or other guys who, you know, are definitely going to go down at some point this year. Hey, Matthew Stafford, he gets injured. You're going to want to turn to Kurt Warner or uh, whoever the Rams, Mark Bulger, whoever the Rams' backup QB is at this point. You remember when uh, Baker Mayfield came in last year? He'd been playing for the Rams for like three days. He started on Monday Night Football and threw that sick game-winning corner touchdown pass to Van Jefferson to win. Well, now you got Stetson Bennett, who is the rookie quarterback from Stanford, I believe. He's, what, like 30, 32, 33? Stetson Bennett age. The kid played college football for a decade. Stetson Bennett is 25. He's a rookie. There you go. I guess Vikings rookie quarterback Jaron Hall is like 26. So it's uh, becoming more and more common these days. But, if, hey, if you're going to go out with Stafford as your quarterback, you got to draft Stetson Bennett with the next pick. Maybe even take Stetson Bennett first. Here's a new strategy. I, tell, I told you we were revolutionizing the game. Maybe when we're talking QB handcuffs, don't, don't tell your hand, right? So if you draft Lamar Jackson, everyone's going to go crazy and they're going to draft Tyler Huntley with the next pick, right? They're going to say, don't let this guy get his quarterback handcuff. So what if you go out there, let's take, uh, you know, um, I don't even know. Let's take the, the Tampa Bay Bucks for example, right? If you know that Baker Mayfield's going to be your week one starter, and in all honesty, he's playing the Vikings secondary, don't be surprised if Baker Mayfield actually, like, for about five seconds this episode, all kidding aside, don't be surprised if he actually puts up like 20 fantasy points because the Bucks are, it's going to be a high scoring affair. But back to the kidding, uh, get Kyle Trask first. And no one will see it coming. Then you can wait on Baker Mayfield and go take him. So quarterback handcuffs, this is a, this is the future folks. Okay. You heard it here first. Our third point here. This is you can get pretty precise with this one. Which defenses play against Anthony Richardson the most? Okay, so you go look at the Indianapolis Colts schedule. Got belches coming from left and right over here. Which defenses are going to play against Anthony Richardson the most? And I'm not even going to leave you hanging here on the meantime podcast. I'll tell you exactly who plays him the most. So there will be three teams that play him twice. Rather than once. However, one of those teams, because you play every team in your division twice, one of those teams is always going to be the last week of the season, though, in fantasy football is not a thing. So to to take out the mystery, actually a good thing from a fantasy fantasy perspective because the team they play in Week 18 is probably the worst, least desirable defense in fantasy football after maybe the Arizona Cardinals, the Houston Texans. So that leaves you with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Tennessee Titans are the two defenses to answer this burning question that play Anthony Richardson the most. Okay, so you're gonna want to target the Titans and the Texans or Titans and the Jaguars rather in your drafts. You might be wondering who the heck is Anthony Richardson. I'll tell you. Quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. He is the starter. He's a rookie out of Florida. He was what, the fourth overall pick, something like that, after 
How did that go? Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, and then Anthony Richardson, I think, is how that ended up. This guy, if you don't know anything about Anthony Richardson, imagine if he had Justin Fields plus 50 pounds and couldn't throw it all. Now, basically, Justin Fields can't throw it all to start with, so that's really saying something. Anthony Richardson is going out there in the preseason and going like 6 of 20 for 40 yards, two interceptions, and he rushes for like 80 yards and a touchdown. The man is basically, if Dante Culpepper had like zero IQ, and Anthony Richardson, he has an absolute cannon. The man can throw it like 65 yards. He's about as accurate as I would be, though. And I can't even really throw a football because of my shoulder problem. That's who we're dealing with with Anthony Richardson. He's a freight train from hell. He is going to, I'll go on the record here, Beantown Podcast. Anthony Richardson in the first four games of the season is going to turn the ball over at least 10 times. That's two and a half per game. You don't need to know the fugacity equation to figure that one out. But Anthony Richardson is just, he's, a train wreck is not the right term, but extremely unpredictable. And, uh, yeah, you're gonna. He's gonna give you some fantasy points as a defense. Okay, so go get the Jaguars, the Jaguars, and go get the Tennessee Titans, and you will profit because you're you'll play against Anthony Richardson twice. Uh, our penultimate point here: kickers often forgotten, oft overlooked, not just often overlooked, oft O F T overlooked. Here's my little secret. Go find those kickers that had good arms in high school. So if you're a good kicker, that doesn't mean you're always a kicker. You might have been a a five-star quarterback recruit in college, or maybe you won the Heisman as a a quarterback your freshman year of college, and then you converted to the kicking position because you know you could last, you could pull a David Akers and go out there and kick for 25 years, whereas... You know, the only way you play more than a handful of seasons in the NFL as a quarterback is if you don't get concussed or break, uh, you know, you don't break your your throwing shoulder. You got to get Tommy John surgery, right? Kickers don't have these problems, okay? You can have have guys like Adam Vinatieri, Mike Vanderjack, Sebastian Janikowski, and uh, Jason Hansen, right? And uh, the guy who does Dateline, right? And just go out there and kick for forever. So, but we're talking about kickers. Oh, they're boring. Oh, wait till round 15 to draft your kickers. Well, what if you found, what if you did that deep dive and you found that kicker that had a hell of an arm? So when we're talking about running that fake Fiji I, when we were playing football Madden as a kid's a field goal or you know abbreviation FG was always referred to as a Fiji. I don't think that's like I don't know if anyone else has ever done that. Not trying to be like a a, a trailblazer or anything, but it's more more of like a God. We were weird kids. Fiji is a field goal or an FG, but it's not a Fiji, right? There, it's G, but it's not a fee. It's an F. I, I don't really know, but here's my here's my trick. Go find those guys with cannons for arms. 
the guys who are going to line up for a 67-yard game winner and then turn around and chuck a pass down the field. We're at heat convection, by the way, on our Stein. Um, I had Jason Sanders, Dolphins kicker, maybe it was either two years back or three years back. I can't recall which one. Maybe three at this point. He once threw a touchdown pass on a, on a fake Fiji play. And how many, or he caught one, I can't remember. It was one of those two. How many, you know, it, just game-changing moments, season-changing moments, sports-changing moments. Those all have hyphens. Your kicker, if he can chuck a pass down that sweet, sweet green turf into the arms of an open, you know, sixth-string right tackle who is an eligible receiver on the play, you're going to come back to the Beantown Podcast and thank me. So without having done any research off the top of my head, I would say Jason Sanders is a good bet uh, because he did it for me once before. Uh, I'm looking at guys like Cade York just because he's got a great British name, Cade York. He was the Browns kicker, and then he got traded to, like, the Cardinals or something. There's been a lot of kicker trades in this offseason. I really can't keep track. It's kind of absurd that kickers get traded. Like, just find your guy and stick with him. I don't know. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I figure, hey, Justin Tucker, he can kick. He can sing opera. I suppose he can throw, too. Justin Tucker, I'll leave, I'll leave it at this point. Justin Tucker in the third round, not crazy. Okay. So there you go. Uh, our final point here, as we uh, get a little uh, little more sippage, we're almost out here. We got one more point. We got our trivia game of the week. I'm monitoring this TCU-Colorado game. It's week <clears throat> week one of college football as we record right now. I guess if, hey, if we want to take a quick breather and go around the league, Michigan is beating uh, the Eastern Carolina Pirates 30 to 0. Tennessee's beating UVA 42 to 10. So a lot of close games. Uh, speaking of close, Oklahoma over Arkansas State 73 to 0. Still 8 minutes left. Iowa's beating Utah State 24 to 6. Ole Miss uh, up on Mercer 28 to 7. So really the TV audiences are just going crazy for this stuff. And as we look ahead to the rest of the top 25 schedule today, Hey, I never want to, uh, you know, project how things are going to go, but there are zero top 25 matchups this this week. Oh, I guess that's not true. Apparently, there's a game tomorrow between LSU and FSU. That's kind of exciting. It's the only game this week between ranked teams. Obviously, rankings in the you know, preseason top 25 only mean so much, but uh, not a lot of close, close ones so far. Uh, our final fantasy football point for this year, Oftentimes, we talk about trusting your gut, right? Especially in fantasy football drafts, right? You don't worry about the rankings. Don't worry about the ADPs. Don't worry about your friend who took Justin Tucker in the third round because the guy probably has a cannon for an arm. We talk about trusting your gut. Well, I'm here to tell you in fantasy football, you should not only trust your gut. You should trust the gut. Okay, when we talk about some of the most successful players, some of the most successful running backs in NFL history, we're talking about guys like uh, William the Fridge Perry. We're talking about Eddie Lacy, a big old boy up there in Green Bay. 
Mike Tolbert, the Toldozer. Gus Edwards is like 240 pounds and like 5'6". That man can scoot, especially in the red zone. Derrick Henry is like 6'3", 250, right? These guys got guts. And I know, hey, you can't go out there and draft defensive tackles like Pat Williams or uh, uh, Vita Vea from the Buccaneers or uh, Indomitian Sue. Does that guy still, is he, he really, uh, I don't want to say like fell off because he just got old, right? He, he had completed his life cycle as a defensive tackle. But he, the last couple of years, he'd just been like bouncing around, like signing midseason. He is a free agent. He's 36 at this point. Man, I remember that guy's rookie year. When was his rookie year? It's very slight side note. He, I mean, he was what, like the number two pick for the Lions or something like that? Uh, the Lions in the 2010 NFL draft. Where did he go? Projected him to go number one, did he? This shouldn't be that hard to research. Selected in the first round. Yeah, second overall. That's what I said, right? Second pick. There we go. 2010 draft. Second overall by the Lions. So, I mean, yeah, he's this would be, what, his 14th year if he happens to play. I mean, that's that's pretty epic, um, to be honest. But our final point here, what I'm trying to say, don't just trust your gut. Trust the gut. Go out there. Find those big old boys like Tank Bigsby. I don't think Tank Bigsby, uh, he's a rookie for the Jags, by the way. He's a backup to Etienne. Uh, I don't think he's actually a particularly heavy man. Well, I guess a little bit. Yeah, he's six feet tall, 215. So, um, I mean, that's pretty much what I am. Got this big old gut. Love it. <clears throat> Excuse me. With a name like Tank, he's got to be good. So there you go, our five key points for our fantasy football preview here. Well, number one, Kiki Kuti Kikutur. Number two, QB handcuffs. It's going to revolutionize the game, I'm telling you guys. Number three, which defenses play against Anthony Richardson the most? Number four, kickers with hell of an arms. They really work. Kickers with great arms, let's say that. And number five, trust the gut. Uh, finally here, our Beantown podcast football trivia question of the week. It's going to be, look, I I feel like for this episode, for the most part, you don't need to be a football person or a fantasy player to like enjoy it. Hopefully that was, I'll say this, that was my intention uh, with the show, but I couldn't, I couldn't go our entire fantasy football preview, our annual show without turning up the heat a little bit on like actual football and fantasy knowledge so here we go this is from 2020 so it's a little bit old it's three and a half years old already it's from sportsillustrated.com but the article is top 10 all-time fantasy football campaigns it's going to be very simple i will give you the team name and the year and you have to identify the player okay so there's 10 it's 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 hefty um and i think some of them are probably going to be very obvious and some of them you know you might just have to like Use your brain a little bit. I will say this. If you don't know anything about football, it's probably going to be tough, right? If you wanted to do the top 10 all-time cricket, fantasy cricket campaigns, and you gave me the year and the team name, I would probably go zero for 10. Uh, I would just write Patel um, as a last name for all 10 and just hope I get lucky on one. But uh, Patel is not the answer to any of these 10. So here we go. This will just be... um, 
from one to ten. And then again, this is Sports Illustrated. I don't know if there's any, you know, kind of specifics you need to get into with like, oh, this was PPR or not PPR or anything like that. No, these are just I'm gonna give you the team name, the year, you identify the player. Okay, so I'll do all ten and then we'll reveal the answers. So number one, San Diego Chargers two thousand six, four hundred eighty one points. Number two, Carolina Panthers, 2019, 471 points. If you need to pause at any point, go for it. Number three, the St. Louis Rams in 2000, 460 points. Number four, the Kansas City Chiefs in 2002, 441 points. Number five, the Baltimore Ravens in 2019, 416 points. Number six, the Kansas City Chiefs in 2018, 417 points. Number seven, the San Francisco 49ers in 1995, 414 points. Number eight, the Buffalo Bills all the way back in 1975, 383 points. Uh, these The points are jumping around here. I can't explain it, so I apologize for that. Uh, number nine, the Dallas Cowboys, 1995, 414 points. And finally, number 10, the St. Louis Rams in 2006. 415 points. So we had two Rams. We had two Chiefs on here were duplicate teams. Um, if you're curious, I'll give you the players and the years from the honorable mentions. Peyton Manning, 2013. Colts, presumably. Chuck Foreman, 1975. Is that... Uh, at the Vikings, I think. Um, not sure. Uh, 2017, Todd Gurley would have been a member of the Rams at that point. Uh, Jamal Charles, 2013, was a Chief. Randy Moss, 2007, was a Patriot. And Antonio Brown, 2015, would have been a Steeler. So those are the honorable mentions. So here's the list here from 1 to 10. The San Diego Chargers in 20, 2006, it's a legendary all-time campaign. It is, of course, LT, Ladanian Tomlinson. Number two, Panthers 2019, pretty obvious. I would think Christian McCaffrey, now a member of the 49ers. Number three, St. Louis Rams in 2000. Uh, hopefully you didn't uh, try to get tricky with like a Torrey Holter and Isaac Bruce. It is Marshall Falk, dual threat back. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs 2002. This is probably the first one you really had to kind of like really rack your brain a little bit, I would think, to get. Uh, but a guy who uh, made a big name for himself at the time, Priest Holmes, uh, was pretty epic for the Chiefs in 02. 2019 for the Ravens seems obvious to me. It's Lamar Jackson. 2018 for the Chiefs seems obvious to me. It is Patrick Mahomes uh, in his, what, sophomore year, I think. Uh, two, or 1995 for the Niners. So we got to go back in the Wayback Machine a little bit here. But uh, Niners, 90s synonymous with uh, Jerry Rice. Our oldest one by far, by 20 years, the Buffalo Bills in 75, O.J. Simpson. There you go. That might have been the toughest one on this list. Uh, 95 Cowboys. Uh, speaking of uh, synonymous, we talked about 95 Niners. Well, 95 Cowboys, Emmett Smith. And then last but not least, kind of like the Priest Holmes one, right? A, a name where it's like fringe Hall of Fame guy. Um, but for those of us who ever owned him in fantasy, you know how productive he was, especially on some really just trash Rams teams. For a solid 10, 15 years after their two Super Bowl appearances, the Rams were just a garbage franchise. Uh, 2006 St. Louis Rams was Steven Jackson. So there you go. That's our Beantown Podcast trivia question of the week, and that is this week's Beantown Podcast. 
our fantasy football preview for 2023. We are almost a fugacity. Uh, we will get there after we stop recording here. But, of course, college football started, uh, well, last week, but really week one is today. The NFL starts in, what, five days here? Chiefs and Lions. I rarely find myself reading for, rooting for the Chiefs, but, man, I really hope the Chiefs just blow the Lions out of the water, like humiliate them on national TV. I don't hate the Lions. I just hate all the hype this offseason and just really over it at this point. And I would just love to watch the Chiefs just go to town on them. I think they will. The The defending Super Bowl champ almost never loses that opening night game. And the fact that they put the Lions in there now, a team that didn't even make the playoffs last year, is just kind of adding to that fuel. So um, we'll see what happens. But uh, go Chiefs. It's tough. I mean, like, in a vacuum without the Vikings, I would love to see the Lions do well because they that is, like, the most impoverished franchise of all time, them and the Browns. But uh, we got work to do here, right? If I knew the, if I knew the Minnesota Vikings were going to be just garbage this year, then I'd say, okay, yeah, Lions, go for it. Like, way better than the Bears or Packers. But uh, it's Vikings-Lions this year. So we need all the help we can get. Uh, that's what I got for you. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, if you, uh, let us know your favorite quarterback handcuff, go to being podcast at yahoo.com and send us a message. Um, I will be in Kansas city for like 24 hours on Wednesday. So no special shows there or anything, but, uh, that's what I got. It's Labor Day weekend, right? First time we mentioned that. I hope everyone has a great three day weekend. Uh, it's going to be like 95 here in Chicago. So, uh, stay cool. And uh, go find some beers. Go forget uh, what fugacity means. PV equals NRT, right, guys? Ideal gas equations. You learned something on the Bean Tom podcast today that was actually serious. Now you can use it when you uh, cook or something. I don't know. Uh, let's get our outro music going here. I'm done. I'm going to go live my, uh, live my life on this Saturday, everyone. I hope that you stay safe. I hope that you stay sane. Have a beer for me. Happy Labor Day weekend. Go football. I'll check in on you next time. Go football. What does that even mean? I don't know. Bye. Bye.